Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Pod. I'm Freddie and Big Jim and Goody are here with me as usual. We'll be discussing all the action from round three of the Champions Cup. Hold on, Fred, what's happening here? Well, mate, I've just been, you know, brought in by uh, by your boss, Fred. To welcome. Kind of, you know, We're his boss, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're his boss. Welcome, Freddie. Well, it's wonderful to see Let's you. Let's do the intro. You can finish the intro after. <laughs> Last week, we heard it was the two of you just going, you know, at each other. They said, we need to bring in a known presenter to try and keep these boys under control. Rob, yeah. you still there? I thought we on, man. <laughs> so, Freddie, let's just work through the weeds on this. So, yeah, on. for the Rugby Pod fans... Yeah. The super fans will know who you are. I was meant to come in subtly and just take over from Andy Rowe week to week, occasionally when you needed me. And so I've decided that maybe not to make such a big splash, Jim, but I will answer. I've done your tour. I've done a couple of dates with Goody and yourself. So it's been a fractured element to the pod going forward, Freddie. As in, you and Goody have done a bit, me and you have done a bit. Yeah. We've done a couple of the live shows together. Yeah. You've got your own podcast called The Rig Shiz or Shiz Shits or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. The nice beers. Rob yeah. was shocking last week. So we're kind of like a fractured unit, which is trying to find its path forward as yeah. we get into the business end of the season, which yes. isn't just the end of the season, the Six Nations it's around the corner. It's the Champions Cup as well, which we will be discussing in detail today. Wow. Freddie, good luck is what I'm saying, mate, because you you're going to have to mop up after us. And if it's shocking, if it comes out well, you know there's a heavy edit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Rob, firstly... You did one week only. You've lost your job. How are you feeling about that? Stress, mate. Right, that's it. That's enough. That's <laughs> well it. said, Rob. Well said. Blue Monday. Happy Blue Monday, everyone. Is that what it is? It is, yeah. Which is what? It's meant to be the toughest day of the year in terms of mental health and everything like that. So, hello, everyone. Say hello to people. Be nice. Ask them how they are. How are you, James? Oh, I feel bad now because I've just rinsed Freddie. Nah, he's, well, it's his debut, isn't it? You get rinsed on your debut. Yeah. Have we got an initiation for Freddie? I think that hot coffee you've got, you should chop it. <laughs> I think you should do it all with your top off. <laughs> Sorry, Freddie, finish your intro and then we'll get into it. Well, Go obviously on. we're going to be discussing all the action from round three of the Champions Cup, where you boys were obviously working it over the weekend. And also we'll be talking about Steve Borthwick's England squad, which is coming out on Wednesday. Until we get to there, sit back, relax, and make sure you're subscribed on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. I would say that last bit there was better than Andy Rowe. Way better. Like just, just quick, 100%. Rob, nice. Let's not go too hard on Andy Rowe. He's gone, but he's still listening. I'm going harder. I'm watching him on beaches... Yeah. Like with music over the Fuck top. Him. I'm seeing the sun. Forget Andy Rowe, <laughs> F you, we've got Freddie here who plays the guitar. I always said that to Andy Rowe. I used to piss him off massively. <laughs> I was did, like, Freddie Cloud from the Rigshires <laughs> plays the guitar. Like anyone who plays a guitar for me is a better man than me yeah. or woman. Thank a lot of women much. play guitar. So Freddie, welcome. Well, boys, how was your week? Both of you were very busy. No offence, Goody, but Jim, yours seemed to be slightly more romantic. You were hanging out with some superstars. Well, you say romantic. Hang on. Let's get this right. There ain't a huge amount of romance when you're on the road. Like, I'll be honest. I would you had a busy week, didn't you? What a busy week. Who were the stars? First, hit me with some of the stars. That well, I was Lisa. started off with Return of the Mac. Here it is. Actually, yes, I am belittling myself in what has been an unbelievable week. I didn't even think that far back. So can I just set the scene, Andrew? You set the I scene. So, I know it. I mean, you've told me all about it. I know. Same old ears, all of it. So Monday, landed from Dubai. Podcast on Monday that we hosted. Heavy edit. Tuesday, I'm on a flight to Dublin to do a show with Mac Hansen, who literally was straight off the operating table. He was off his rocker. Still on the old morphine. Oh, he was fair play. He had no sleep. Absolute warrior. He's had a big old surgery as well. So we wish Mac well. Bernard Jackman on stage, legend friend of the show. Stephen, get your kits off as well. Took a while to warm up, but nonetheless, a legend is going to come on the pod as well. So I was there on Tuesday, Wednesday. I was in Paris with the great Sia Khaleesi. Yeah. Cold. 
Yeah, very cold. Cold. I was at Racing 92. And it asked how me. How good's their training ground? Unreal. Yeah. I went there 10 years ago. I nearly signed for Racing. And I saw Lauren Travert. All the vestige you signed for. I swear on my life. <laughs> I swear <laughs> on my life. When I went to Montpellier, <laughs> I nearly went to Racing. I was like, should have gone Racing. You should have gone to Racing. 100% I should have went to Racing. <laughs> but Sia was there. And he said, oh, um, basketball game tonight, Keen. I was like, I like basketball. And in my mind, I was like, I love basketball if it's NBA. Like, nah, I ain't going to the basketball. Get home, watching it on TV. David Beckham, yeah. Farrell Williams, Ronaldo, Sia Khaleesi, and there's a seat next to him yeah. <laughs> that had my name on I it. I noticed that, like, you've done your bit with Sia, and Sia didn't post any pictures of you, but posted loads of him and Bex. He's not happy with Rugby Pass. Oh, why? Well, he's not happy after the weekend. We get onto that. One of the young interns posted a picture of him getting sat down by Alfie Barbary. So you get sat down, you get sat down, and it's Alfie Barbary, man. Yeah. I used to spin with his mum, so I don't mind. But he ain't <laughs> happy. He ain't happy at all. But anyway, I was with Sierra on Wednesday, Thursday, and then I did the big one for Viaplay hashtag Always versus Gloucester, and then I was in Bath, also known as Bath. Weird atmosphere in Bath. Still not warm there. But I was like, it sounded game. great though. Did it? I thought on the TV it sounded busy. Well, it was busy. It was, it was busy. It was fucking yeah, 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 yeah. But it was loud. Nah. Oh, Nick Mullins is lying to me then. He said on comms, the atmosphere is unbelievable and blah, 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 blah. Oh, feeling a bit harsh. And whatever Nick says, I believe. I believe. I saw Nick, he was asking for you, and I saw Johnny Gould, the great Johnny Gould. I was sending Nick messages on Saturday. Do you know why? Because there's a new roster being announced for TNT next year? Nope. Nothing to do with rugby union. Leicester City football? Yep. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Stop happened. it. You don't know? Did City Till We Die beat them? M69 Darbear? Yeah. At the... Coventry Building Society Arena, Coventry City. We did a job on Leicester. Three, Leicester City, one. In our Coventry homes. In our Coventry homes. <laughs> I can't remember what it was on that. I didn't there even we see go. it. Yeah, three didn't ones on uh, Sky Sports. There we go. And uh, yeah, very good black. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hello. The maestro, I call him. Mm. Stooksy as well. Had a run in with him, didn't you? In the post match. Yeah, interview? we kind of just fabricated well, a bit of it. Elliot Stook. It's fellow biscuits, isn't it? He's that, got a proper biscuit. He, he actually looks older than me. Elliot Stuke, who was on the bench for Bath in the second row, I reckon he could be 15 years younger than me, and he looks 10 years older. <laughs> he has got a proper biscuit on top of his head. He, he needs to go and see my guy. He has. As you did, Jim. Your hair's looking good now. Your hair's looking great. I actually have a bit of a biscuit at the minute. I'm just putting that down to a bit of stress but uh, from travel, even though I'm not stressed. But yeah, but Stuke's got a biscuit. We built this narrative around me and Stuke having beef. He started it, he came over, and we just thought we'd throw it out there to the wolves. But busy week, love my job, and I love my life. What about you, Giddy? What did I do last week? So just working in FX in the week, as you do, hitting the gym, as you do. Oh, we see it on Instagram. Yeah. You, uh, I reckon there's a bank of videos. I swear to God. You, do you have any other gym gear or not? Is that, <laughs> do you just have one blue Adidas I've got, vest? I've got blue and black, and I've got two sets of each, James. So blue vest times two, blue shorts times two, black vest times two, black shorts times one, grey shorts times one. Just rotate. And what is it? Is it like maintenance now? So you had the weight loss, and it was drastic where you swore there was no injections and there was no, no gastric, gastric band. band no. So what's the... Or injections. So is it just maintenance now? it's now? just three or four times a week. Of what? Like, as in, are, you, are you looking to get fitter, stronger, or is it just... just continue the journey, steadily? James. What's the journey? Okay. I'm just going to get better week on week. So you want to get works. better? So you, so you want to get stronger? I don't know. I, I just go into the gym. Well, it's like getting in the car. You don't know where you're going, Goody. You must know well, where no, you're going. Well, no, I know going. what's happening. Turn up at the gym, full circle fitness club. Yeah. Big Mike's there, bit of banter, gets me on a skier to start off with or an assault bike. Three minutes warm up, can't breathe after that. Quick, <laughs> quick, go on the vape. Do you have any vape when you're in there? <laughs> no, no, of course I don't, no. <laughs> and then uh, he tells me what to do and I just do it. But you, you, you said it's the journey, but surely there's the, like... The journey from my house point. to the gym, it's got a bit longer because one of the bridges is closed over the River Thames. Mm. But just get in, train, do as you're told. I'm not a thinker in the gym. I'm not like, right, I want to do this for this reason. I turn up, he tells me what to do, he gives me the weights, he dictates how much weight's on there, and I'll just nod and do it. Mm. He's a legend. Shout out to Big Mike. Yeah, he's done us, all of us, not just you, yeah. he's done us all a solid because <laughs> you're still here, you're still healthy. Alive. Mate, you're, looking, you're genuinely looking good. That's why I was asking where the journey takes us. I don't know, just continuing doing what I'm doing. But anyway, yeah, so Friday I did the big one. Newcastle Benetton. Who's watching that? On Viaplay. Not many. Viaplay debut, though. <laughs> Rob, you watched that? No, didn't see it. 
And you're a Newcastle fan. You didn't watch it. So you've got Andy Goode from the podccast that you love. People aren't going to tune in for me. People, no, but, but that's, people but, aren't yeah. tuning in because A, it's Newcastle against Benetton, but B, it's the Challenge Cup and all that. Good game, though. Yeah, but if Rob's not, not going to tune in for that, Goody. Yeah. He's not a real he, fan. He's not a rugby fan. No, he's not a real fan. Anyway, I was absolutely freezing. Absolutely Baltic there. You know the far right corner as you come out of the changing rooms? That's where the wind blows in. And they decided to put the presentation area there with the cameras and all that stuff. Doing this TV stuff, you stand around for a bit, don't you? You do stand around, and I know that you've got the very best gear. You've probably got a jacket that heats itself up and walks itself into the bag. I've oh, lost all my body fat. That's the problem. Well, there's I need a, to put some back on to stay well, warm. To do that role, you do. But I was watching part of it on social media, and I was like, you forgot your trousers because you had the under leggings on. <laughs> But no trousers over the top. Legs are to bones now. Skinny jeans. Skinny jeans are not in its baggy all the way now. I'm begging you, please don't wear them. (laughs) The association with the brand. Well, there's also some good news to be had because you guys have been nominated for the best rugby podcast for the third year running at the Sports Podcast Awards. You've won the last two years. I found out the hard way a couple of years ago when you're up against my one. What's yours called? The Riggs Biz. Shriz Biz. Shriz Biz. Found out in Belfast. It was going. But you guys. Well, as in, why was it gutting? Did you think you had a you shout? Not, not, like not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was just finding out, you know, two weeks before it was officially announced when I had to film you guys doing the announcement. It was yeah, quite, that's quite fine, mate. That's a humbler. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's um, fine. Anyways, you guys are up for the third victory in a row. And all you guys have to do if you're listening is type in the Sports Podcast Awards and you can vote for the Rugby Pod on there. Hopefully they can bring it home. Who are we up against? There's a few. The shortlist is... The Rugby League Outsiders, so it's not just Rugby Union. I like Rugby League. Cherry Jam, a Gloucester rugby supporter podcast. Cherry Jam. That's what it's called. Happiness Is with Bruce Aitchison. Yeah, I like Bruce. This is a big one. Go on. The BBC Scotland Rugby Podcast. Okay. Never heard of it. (laughs) I'd have Andy Burke and Tom English. There you go. The Bench with Jenna and John. No, not heard that. John Barclay? No, that's uh, Rugby League again. Okay. Bears Beyond the Gate. Is that Bristol one? Yeah, banter. The official Rugby World Cup 2023 podcast. Well, the World Cup's over, so you can't vote for that, can you? Yeah. Forty twenty live. Forty twenty. That's rugby league. rugby league. That's, there's a few rugby leaguers yeah. creeping in. And the devil in the detail. SRD. Salford Red Devils. And the good, the scars, and the rugby. Well, vote for us. It looks yeah. bloody great on LinkedIn. Guys, let's talk about some rugby because obviously Wednesday's a big, big day. Steve Borthwick announcing the England squad for the Six Nations. Any surprises coming up? going to be loads, I think. Not necessarily surprises in a lot of people's eyes, but new players and different players. There's a change in the guard, isn't there? Before you get into it, I think England are going to be very good Thank this you, Six James. Nations Thank you. for the reasons that, Andrew, you're going to go through because of the quality of players yeah. and the way that these players are playing at the minute. Yeah. Loads to choose. Like, absolutely loads to choose from. I don't think it's ever been harder for Steve Borthwick to choose a bunch of players. The biggest thing for Steve and the hardest thing for Steve is to go away from his identity because... A lot of these players don't suit a Steve Borthwick coach team that we've spoken about. As in kick chase, defence, lineouts, scrums, the basics of rugby that he's built. Foundations at Leicester and that stuff. And then we saw he took over the England job and he's like, I've got nine months until the World Cup, so I've got to put building blocks in place. And, you know, we saw how England did well, came third, you know, lost to South Africa by a point in a semi. And it wasn't enthralling rugby to watch, but effectively he was winning games however which way, which got us to a semi-final and could have beaten South Africa, and then finished third. So kudos for all that stuff. But it's now time to evolve. And a lot of the players that are on form were watching the Gallagher Premiership and the Investec Champions Cup and seeing the likes of Tommy Freeman play really well, Ollie Lawrence, Henry Slade's back in the mix, Marcus you reckon, Smith. You reckon Henry Slade's oh, he has back to in? Be. Henry Slade has to be back in I hope in the mix. so. Picking on form. And Steve has openly said, opposite of Eddie Jones, Eddie Jones didn't really care about Premiership form, did he? And he openly said that. He said, man, it's not about being Premiership rugby player. Steve believes in it. And we're seeing a lot of these players play exceptionally well. You know, the big ones are around the props at the minute with all the injuries. Theo Waboso on the wing. He's English till, we, till he dies. I think now, he's 25,000 reasons why he's exactly. English. There's a lot of good young talent, ironically, is a fair bit at Saints. And these players who haven't got much international or any international experience, bar Henry Slade, are really going to step up. The big one, and it's always, I'm a bit biased because I'm a fly half, is who are you building your team around at 10? We know Faz is out. It's got to be Marcus Smith, in my opinion. And that then dictates how a team can play. So loads of exciting players. The problem is the front row is going to be a bit of an issue for 
if Genji isn't fit, Joe Marler's not fit, Sinclair depends on him, not fit. You know, you're then going down, and we saw at the weekend in some games how important scrums is, and it only it's magnified more and more at international level. If you're getting hosed in the scrum, you ain't winning the test match, are you? So, players like Beno Urbano, who's played exceptionally well, you know, there's Asher Apoku Fourjour at Sale. You know, he's not started many, if any, games. He's come off the bench and had big impacts. But you know, Steve now has to evolve the team in terms of how we play, but also the personnel. There's going to be a team picked and a squad picked, and some of them are going to have very little international experience, which is both exciting and semi-daunting. But luckily, we start with the easy two, Italy away and then Wales at home. So, And that's the thing. I think that makes a difference, do you not think? Yeah. And no disrespect to Italy, I don't oh, know yeah. whether Steve will see this, but say you want to mix it up completely. So say you want to go in and write, be like, right, we've lost Faz. We can't pick a number of players now because they're playing abroad. Like, how do you do it? Like, do you go straight in? Ben Spencer at nine, for example. Yep. If that's the way you want to go tactically, kick in. I actually don't think Ben Spencer starts at nine. No, Mitchell will start Mitchell's at nine. Mitchell's been on fire. But, but that's what I mean. So it depends how you want to go. So yep. you imagine a back line of England. So on form, Alex Mitchell. Yep. You go Marcus Smith. Yep. You go Ollie Lawrence at 13. But yep. You could put him at 12. And then that 13 spot opens up. Freeman can play 13 or play in the back three. Yep. But but you could you, play Slade and Lawrence together. But you could play Slade if you're going on form. Yeah. And you've got Freddie Stewart. You've got... The wingers, you've got Cock and a Singer. You've got Will Muir. You've Will got Muir, Freeman. Will Muir at the weekend. The horse. As in... Doesn't Drick, look like, like a horse as well. He definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> of course he is. But you can go through the names. But, but when you say that team out loud... You think, oh, but on form, yeah. that's the route you could go down. It would be unbelievable from an England yeah. fan in terms of attack yeah. and how you want to go about it. But you've got business. to allow the players to play that way. Mm. Yeah, there's a load of other players as well that are performing in the Prem. Rob, any? Well, Finn Smith at 10. Is he mm. back up 10? Mm. Well, George Ford's injured at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, if you're playing for the future. Yeah, yes. I think Marcus Smith and Finn Smith. Both in. The George thing Ford's is, in there as well. Yeah, Northampton are so good, aren't they? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you look at Northampton play and you watch them absolutely pull the pants down of Bayonne. They weren't even wearing pants. <laughs> you watched <laughs> what they did against it and you could be like, every single one of them players yeah. could go and play international rugby, yeah. but you can't base it on a team run. No, it's exciting. It's more about the identity of the team, though, and how that changes. In the back row, Tom Pearson at Northampton. He's been phenomenal. Love him. Courtney Laws is playing the best rugby ever since he's retired from international rugby, but Tom Pearson's ready in, to go in that. Alfie Barber, if he doesn't get banned, has been brilliant he, over the last few yeah, weeks. Again, I spoke to Alfie. I was like, hey, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing it. I said, what's Steve saying? Kick chase. Big thing for him. Big work on. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> Goody, don't you dare. That's you, hold on. That's, Alfie, that's Alfie Barber's work on. <laughs> Kick chase. No, not... Just 50 metre sprints, yeah, lads. Not all of that. That's the worry for me. Yes, it's a big part of the game, especially at international rugby, but if that's your driver and if that's your first thing you think about, no. But he's good at everything else. But I watched the game and I was watching Alfie and when you say kick chase... You don't right, want him kick chasing. No, it's not his fitness. You want him at the you back. You want him in the backfield, but it, it's fitness. So the, that's when people hear, oh, you kick chase. I'm watching Alfie and he's slightly behind the line like if I'm being critical because I love him as a player and ran over four exactly. people exactly yeah. sit so I'm, I, but I'm watching Alfie and he's a little bit like that first kind of five metres of acceleration Yeah, it's great that you shared that hopefully he doesn't mind I mean that's part of it you it's want basically just you want a bit of insight just got so, dropped well, he might be getting banned anyway yeah. but Alfie Barbary would love to see him you imagine a back row Ben Earl Alfie Barbary a Tom Pearson and then you've got the Curry boys that you could throw into the mix as well, you've got a George Martin, who for me is, I think he'll is go, shooing at number four. Yeah, but I, but I think he'll go, in terms of starting, he'll go one of those in the back row. So Chesham, George Martin and Marrow. There's only two second row slots, so I think another one plays six, which maybe means the balance. We'll see. Hopefully, you know, we'll see a bit of everything from everyone. Do you think Steve will allow them to play a second rugby there? Do you think it's in his nature to allow that? I hope he's evolving and watching what players are doing on the field. Because you can't get away from the fact that the game's changed hugely over the last few years in terms of attacking mindset. Yes, there was a big draw around the World Cup and South Africa won it and you know, they played a lot of attacking. They evolved as a team but then went back to type to win the World Cup, didn't they? So it depends what you're looking at. Now, if we're talking about a connection with the fans and feel-good factor and all that stuff, you want the team to have an attacking mindset and it's easier for us to sit here and say it. Steve's not going to be under pressure for his job unless we lose to Italy and Wales 
and yeah, have an absolute stinker. But you have to, you can't, we can't just keep kicking it, chasing it, and then hoping that teams make mistakes. And then, yeah, that's our DNA of a rugby team. If you're losing playing that way regularly, you, you have to change. And it will soon create ill feeling. We saw how quickly everyone turned on Eddie Jones at Twickenham. There was all the booze and all that stuff because people weren't entertained. And an England fan would rather see a team attack and try than just kick and chase and lose games. So I think he has to evolve. He's not going to go, hey, let's play like Harlequins or play sevens or chuck it around completely. But you have to have the license. And giving Marcus Smith the 10 shirt is paramount to that because he can play both ways. He can manage a game, but he can he sees things that a lot of other 10s don't see, especially English 10s. So you need to have that attacking intent and that excitement as part of your game. Yes, you need all the other bolt-ons as well and building blocks, but Steve has to evolve as well. And there might be a bit of pain along the way where we're trying to evolve, but we are trying to evolve, not I'm just here to win a game of rugby and off we go. Is it a potential issue that England no longer have that sort of core spine of players and they may be losing out on that sort of consistency? So the spine analogy is a great one. And How's our- your spine? Bent, weak, but fucking strong. Weak, no, it's weak, bent, weak. but strong. I'm telling you now, I've got a strong spine. Dense, but bent. Yeah. Just like, no. Um, <laughs> so, the spine of a team. So, when I was researching Gloucester, and this is a perfect kind of analogy to use from a club level, and then we'll get into it. They've lost the spine of their team. What do you consider the spine of a team, James? The spine of your team is your key specialist position. You yes. need a hooker who can throw the ball. Yes, you need a prop, but you could argue every single position. You need an eight to get you over the game line. I'm going to be biased. You need a second row that can call a line out yep. and charge down and counter rook and just be an all-round fucking legend, bringing back a bit of nostalgia. You need a nine. Yeah. Obviously, sniper, box kicks. You need a 10. Yeah. And Ron O'Gara said you need one to 10. Yeah. Everything else you can fit around that. I'm going to say second row again. Will Scouten. Look at the influence oh he has. My if you've got a Will Scouten, my goodness. <laughs> you don't need anyone else. Big Willie, little Willie. He's Willy. just big Willie now. That's it. That's the spine. You agree the spine of the team? Uh, yeah, you could chuck a centre in there as well if he's a sort of decision-maker, communicator. Do you consider it a problem that there's going to be a lot of mix and matching? Would you go Danny Kerr and Marcus Smith at 9 and 10 so you've got that little bit of you know club understanding? And I think you need to go with the spine and that's the one that sees you through. So you double down on what you're doing. So if you've got Jamie George on the next cycle, you put him in. You've got Marrow, you put him in. You've got your number eight, which they haven't really had. They've messed around with that position. But Don't, you go. Swear to God. Yeah. Alfie Barbary. He just offers something different with the side. This isn't I me fanboying. What, what I thought you were going to go then is, gone Jeremy George, gone Marrow, then you've gone Ben. Oh, no, Saracens are in transition. <laughs> They're in transition. So that's what I would go. And it, yeah. and it's young. It's a little bit kind of sideways. I'm just looking at what I'm seeing. And I'm looking at Alfie Barbary, and this has got nothing to do with me fanboying because I was at the weekend and we spoke about him last week. He's sitting down, so closely yeah. in the channels. He'd scored one that got disallowed. Yes, there's a few issues in his game around. Belly was hanging out. Amen to that, brother. You know, he's a man of the people. But what I will say, I saw abs. Did you? He didn't pull it down. Like, if that's a lot of players, you're fucking pulling your you jersey need down an as fast eight. as you can. You need an eight to get you over the game. So if you think you've got a Barbary and you've got an Ollie Lawrence and you've not got a Manu Tuolangi. I thought you weren't a Bath fan, James. I'm warming to them. I just didn't like the energy in the stage. Just, yeah, just not there yet. But I'm easily convinced. So that's the spine. Yeah. And you're 10. And the issue has been around Owen Farrell because he's so opinionated. He's so integral. Alpha. He's the captain. And alpha he's an dominant. alpha that you probably couldn't get away with what they're doing. Like now is the time for them. If you've got Marcus Smith, you'd be, here's the keys to the Ford Fiesta, which England are at the minute, even though they finished third. Third the in Cup. the world, mate. I know, We're the third Ford best Fiesta, team. In terms of how you're playing. Like, mate, we are the third best team in the world. Okay, so you've got a Ford Fiesta with a great engine in it, but looks yeah. shit. So there you go. There's the keys. <laughs> yeah, that's where I would go. Who are you going for skipper, Jim? I like a forward as a captain. Marrow? No. I don't think he's a captain. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he's a captain. If Jamie George is fit, I think you've probably got to go Jamie George. I, I think if Ellis Genji's fit, he'll go with Ellis Genji. Yeah, yeah. He was sat with him watching the game. Yeah. So I'm based on Well played, Ellis. Well played. Smart. Get yourself on camera. But who else is there? But maybe it's someone else to come to the fore. I, I do, you know, does Danny care if he starts at nine, which he yeah, won't? Mitchell's our best nine, I think. Oh, so. I'd go, who knows? Mm. Jim, Scotland squad announced tomorrow. Any bolters? You got any, Freddie? Who would you go for? Rory Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, any bolters? Any bolters? Cam Redpath's been really good. He's not a bolter or a bolter. Well, he's not a bolter, but 
you know, he's always been on the bench, hasn't he, on the periphery. He has, yeah. Cam Redpath, 12 is an interesting position. Stafford yeah. McDowell. Two Pilotto every day of the week. Well, he's been playing 13. Yeah, he's been playing 13 he for Glasgow. For Scotland, yeah, he's, he's a 12. Well, Hugh Jones has been playing 14 for... Because of injuries though, isn't it? Well, yeah, there's been a few injuries. The captain, Carl Stane's injured for Glasgow, who's a wicked player. He's nearly back. But the 12 position, like any, is an interesting debate. So you've got Cam Redpath, who's fit, which is the big thing. He's struggled with injury. I'm a huge fan. I love the way Cam plays, actually. Watching mm. his offloading game and just his at the line, how cute he is with how he shapes his body, puts the ball out the back or has a dig. And it's hard to defend him because he's got all three options. His relationship with Finn? Yeah. The 10-12. Yeah. So I reckon, actually, I'll take that back. Two Pilotto at 13, Cam at 12 and Finn at 10 with the Lambo. Mm. Yeah, there's some good players. You saw Glasgow. People this is your time, James. Said it last week. you got a chance of finishing third. Mm. <laughs> so Which is like winning it for it. you boys. Yeah, we're just a little bit thin in the front five. As it were, I just feel at that level. But yeah, like Scotland squad. Who, who, who's going to finish higher in the Six Nations, England or Scotland? England. Really? But we beat you again. Really? We beat you again at home. Beat you again, but I think England... I've got Northampton in my head, just the way that they're playing. Fucking no chance. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> so back three, you look how good Scotland are. Duan van der Merwe, he was suddenly in South Africa last week, didn't play. Darcy Graham, you've got Blair Kinghorn carving up in Toulouse now. Aaron Reid, who's been wicked yep. for sale. We were talking about him. Darcy Graham. You go the tripod on one wing and Van der Merwe. Mm. He's hung like an absolute horse. Mm. And you can either go Darcy Graham or Aaron Reid on the other wing. They're Got a good bat line. Got a good bat line. Ali Price been playing really well at Edinburgh. Is he starting at nine ahead of Ben White? Well, Toulon ain't going overly well, are they? So I don't know whether he'll go based on that. You think Ali Price started against Ireland in mm. the last game of the World Cup, mm. which was a must-win game. Ben White's been the man for Gregor Townsend. Ali Price has been brilliant for Edinburgh since he's come across from Glasgow, George Horn. You say it every year, James. I ain't saying it this year. I see what you're doing. Let me reverse engineer this. <laughs> I right? see what you're doing. Scotland are finishing fifth. <laughs> I can't put. I can't say say. I can't say Italy. I can't even know we've got Italy out there. We're finishing fifth. Someone's going to tag that up and it's going to make me look ridiculous. And hopefully... It's the opposite. Yeah, because normally you go, you've got a chance. Yeah, I want it to be. It's now or never. If, how long has it been saying that? I don't even know what to say. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to compete. We're struggling a little bit up front. So Glasgow are going well. Edinburgh's form has been okay. You've got Pierre Schumann at Loosehead. You've got George Turner, wicked hooker. Who's tight? Ewan Ashman. Well, this is what I mean. You've got Xander Ferguson, who played very yeah. well against Exeter at the weekend. Yeah. Great scrummager. There you go. We don't have one. We've got VP now. I Where saw him he? at the week. It's 52. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> he's still playing. Yeah. I'm looking at him. It's like, VP, I played with you, mate, and you were old then. <laughs> but he's got South African blood. Yeah. Second row, Grant Gilchrist, 100% in. Hamish Watson has been in and out of the Edinburgh squad. I'd have him in all day. Rory Darge, standout player. He's had an injury Talk of him being back. Matt Fagerson at eight played at the weekend. Jack Dempsey's on his way back. Good team. Hey, yeah, you finished we, fifth. We, good we've team. Got, we've, we've got some good players. <laughs> well, Ireland are announcing their squad on Wednesday. Big change there, especially for fly halves. Who yeah. do you reckon is going to get called up, Goody? Well, there's a few, isn't there, that could get called up into it. Everyone's raving about Prendergast. Well, Bernard Jackman is, in, and if he says yeah. it, we're sold, aren't we? But then I look at his legs. Like, he's tiny, isn't he? He's tall. He's tall, but I looked at his pins and I'm like, Oh, bless him, he looks like he's still just come out of school. So does Finn, though? Yeah, no, well, Finn's got a different body. Finn's got a, I can bang anyone I want, but I don't really care body. But yeah, uh, Crowley for me. Yeah. You saw it at the World Cup, the way he was the guy. Frawley's decent as well as an option. Not played enough at 10, though. No, but I mean, you've got two lengths to... Billy Burns has gone all right until Toulouse rocked up at the weekend. <laughs> It's got to be Crowley for me. Yeah, I think it is an easier decision than we're probably making out, but it's such a big position, right? As in, what do Ireland look like with Johnny Sexton? That's the big conversation going forward. He's similar to Farrell with England, has such a big effect on the team. Everything revolves around him. Crowley can step in seamlessly. I'm a massive Crowley fan. Yeah. Think about Munster, 20 injuries, right? So, fucking decimated. Like yeah. Some of them, the best players. And you've got the win at the weekend and how they performed against Toulon away. And Jack Crowley is your 10. Yeah. So if he's there or thereabouts, they need to give him the keys to the kingdom yeah. and time to bed in. Prendergast's time will come. Yeah. But he still looks like he's just come out of school, which he has effectively. But but the uh, one they were pushing was Ross Byrne. Yeah. And you've got Harry Byrne as well. I And I've always felt sorry for 
Rossburn because you're in the shadows, right? Whenever you play and it doesn't quite go to plan, it's like, well, we need Johnny. That's how I felt when I played. Yeah. So exactly the same fucking name but as no well. One, no one felt sorry for him. <laughs> no. no one felt sorry <laughs> no, for him. No, no, no. At all. But um, big decision there. The biggest decision now, I mean, I think the fly-off one's quite easy, but the biggest one is skipper. Mm. Who's your skips? And there's three for me. Maybe four contenders. Four contenders I'm going with. Okay, so you've got Gary, my old red ring rose. Yeah. Gary Ringpiece. Who's been skipper at Leinster and a lot this season. on fire. He was serious. But he's a 13. Yeah. Sorry, Bod. Drico. I don't agree. I don't agree no, okay. with 13, Captain. Okay. I just don't agree. Give me I saw one. Gail Ficku sprinting at the weekend. Give it to Sia. He's the king. <laughs> James Ryan. Yeah. But he might have he... fluffed it. Yeah. He might have fluffed it. The refs don't like him. I don't know that. Well, it's clear. That. I think Matt that. Carley said, no, I ain't speaking to you anymore. You've got him. Do you give it to like a Dan Sheehan? Yeah, that's What's the other one. Like? Would you go for him? A he, guarantee to start. Yeah. Definite starter. He's a, he's a chance. Kaylin, my old Doris. There we go. That's my boy. Yeah, he's too loose. Love no. it. Give it to him. <laughs> give it Kaylin. Give it Kaylin. I'm going Kaylin Doris as skips. Mm. Although he talked himself out of it or talked himself down at that's the weekend. That's what they do. Irish, put your hand above the parapet, whatever that is, and say, I want to be skips. Come out and just say it. Who did that? Who's the last person to do that? Oh, Hoggy. <laughs> oh, Hoggy. He did. He said he wanted to be skips, didn't he? So, and he got it. And then he had a couple of beers and lost it. Well, I did that against Romania, genuinely, no joke. Captain goes off. Wayne Barnes says who's captain. And naturally, I put myself forward, right? Been vice captain of the second team for years. The water boy runs on, who's one of the coaches, and says, no, 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 no. No, it's not you. It's Johnny Gray. Johnny Gray had three caps. <laughs> I had about 55. There you go. Very insulting. Did you see Andy Robinson at the weekend? Didn't see him. Ah. Didn't see him. Did you go looking for him? No. Weird vibe at Bath, eh? Van Graham blowing kisses to the crowd. He's great. I'm a yeah. big fan of Van Graham. That's why I'm warming to them. Talking about Bath, let's look at some Champions Cup action and what a victory it was for them against Racing. I mean, just incredible, right? First half, not great. And this is what I mean. So if I'm being honest, you said about the atmosphere earlier. The atmosphere wasn't there, but the oh, game no. dictated that. Yeah. But it was a full house, blue skies, fantastic city to watch rugby. And they have been awful in recent years. So now they've got this level of success. You've got the Galacticos, even though actually when you look at the Racing team, there are a few voids in that team. You've got Sierkalisi and the boys turning up, right? So massive game for them. And they didn't fire a shot in the first half. They got to a point where they were 22 points to eight down. Yep. You're thinking, my goodness me. No, 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 Biscuit. Racing were desperate to win that game. Yep. So fully loaded. A load of stuff, a couple of yellow cars, both to Alfie Barbary. Should have been a red, first up. Mm, arguably should have been a red. I was the referee there, Andre Piadri. Piadri, Italian. Said, I now see high degree of danger. <laughs> He's absolutely <laughs> slipping him mm. five metres backwards under the and chin. And the crowd is silent. You know, yeah. like normally you get the whistling yeah. and the booing, like everyone's staying silent with it. But yeah, so Rassin, Will Rowland's in the second row. He got Simbind for coming at the side of the mall. Never seen anyone run off as fast as he ran off for his Simbin. He just wants to show everyone how athletic he is. He is athletic as fuck. Cameron Wookie, yeah. talking about athleticism. Tell oh, him absolutely monstered. <laughs> Fair play. Did enjoy that. Cam on me old chap yeah. as well. Saw him in the gym actually in the week. Really? I got the 50 kgs out and started pumping them out and he was looking at me. What is this? In my jeans, in my bomber jacket. <laughs> what, this, what is this? I was like, mate, this is a monster. <laughs> also known as Le Monster in French. Gail Ficou mentioned him, French international. Abosi on the wing as well. It was class. Henry Arundel, who I thought was phenomenal. Yeah. Again, if that offload round the back mm. would have stuck. No? Yeah, well, yeah, but Great he, try. He, sh he should have passed it five minutes in. Easy try. Okay. Well, you pick up these things, not me. Mm. But a good team, Rassin. Yeah. So you think... They should have won. They're, I mean, at 22 points to eight up. But then some of the scrum calls. I weren't going to say it on the pod. Bloody poor. He was right with some of them where Rassin were going on ridiculous angles. And so we're getting the advantage. It looked like they were hosing Bath in the scrum, but they were doing it legally, so he was right. But then, in his mind, he's like, they're doing that all the time. And the one that was really obvious was when Beno Urbano got a penalty, and it should have clearly gone the other way. It should have gone against Beno Urbano for going in. But listen, Bath, Van Graham got interviewed, and he talked about energy and pace in the game, and that's the way we were going to beat Racing. They didn't show that until they were 22 points to eight down, and then, my God, they showed it. Yeah. The try that Ollie Lawrence creates for the horse, Will Muir, with Cam Redpath's inside ball from the goal line dropout straight off the training ground was ridiculously good. Some of the handling, you saw Finn 
think it was a cock and a singer's try. The ball from Ben Spencer. Finn just pulls his hands out of the way because he knows there's enough fizz on it. Someone's closing on him. Out to Cameron path Onto cock and a singer. But some of the rugby they play is brilliant. Ollie Lawrence with his offload. Do you see that one where he's just... Oh, threw it in there. God. And that's when you know you're on, right? Yeah. Like when you do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and it was brilliant for Bath to get that win. They've qualified 15 points from possible 15 points in the group so far. Beat Ulster at home. Beat Racing with a bonus point as well as Ulster. But... You know, you can't do any more. Well, they overachieve because you can win one game and still qualify. There you go. You got heavy on Twitter again, didn't you? You're Just back on. Following your mould. You're back on. It's called X. The best want. tackling 10 in the world. Friend Russell. He did absolutely. He smoked a couple of boys, actually. Mm. Old club. You always have the bit between your teeth when it's your old club, don't you? Mm. And Cameron Walkie, he got the message, but he got up laughing, didn't he? He's like, this is Finn. Finn, you learned to tackle since you come to Bath. <laughs> He's always been able to Well, that's tackle. what Cameron Walkie said to him. On the pitch, apparently. Oh, did he? Yeah, but he absolutely smokes him. He does. Goody, I've told oh, we, you. We've, sat, we've, we've said, said it. We've said it. Yeah. Finn Russell is, for me, the best tackling 10 in the world. And what does that mean? Someone's Better hitting me. Better than Faz. Someone's, hit, <laughs> someone's hitting me with a load of stats, like as in tackle completion percentages. You don't know what you're talking about. Like That, that could be based on anything. We don't know how many games these players have played, yeah. at what level they've played at. We're talking about Finn Russell, who's playing at the highest level week in, week out. And I'm not talking about positional play. I'm talking about tackling, chop tackling. And we saw Big Willie, Little Willie Skelton coming down uh, I tell you now, the Finn channel. Ain't, Finn ain't stopping him. I've, I, I, I've seen Finn. Matt, I've seen, no I've seen him tackle The way Big, Big Willie, Little Willie came around the corner off that line out, the dinky do. And yes, he's running into Simmons and Shilcock. No one's stopping Big Willie. Uh, Willie. I'm not I don't even that, think about another bad I'm not stops saying him. that Finn stops him, but Finn is putting his head in the spokes yeah, yeah. and he's going full noise to try and stop him, which probably won't be enough for one man in Will Scouting. But the way that he tackles people, that tackle on Cameron Wookie, and I'll tell you why he's probably tackled like that, because he weren't playing well in the game. And I've seen and I saw at the weekend the bit between his teeth, massive game for him, not going well in attack. Racing know all about him, don't they? Yeah. So they would have done all their homework on him. Stu Lancaster, they were pressurising him. He was on the floor getting hit. So the fact that in his mind, the only way I get back in the game is by smoking some mother. And he's done it on yeah. one of the best athletes playing the game at the minute in Cameron Wookie. So I put Finn up there. He's not a high tackler, never gives away high tackles. He is chop, chop, chop to the cows come home. Well, mentioning Stu Lancaster there, what do you make about his comments on Owen Farrell? And also, you were hanging out with quite a lot of the Racing boys. Did they give you any intel? Sia said he wants him there. And I'm not saying that I'm surprised. Oh, we are. It's easy to say he wants him there. Has he signed? In my opinion, from the outside looking in, it looks like a done deal. Did you get the nod? No one gave me the nod. but wink. I, No wink. No one's given me the wink. They never do the rugby pod. And I'm not a gossiper. But it looks like a done deal. I liked Stuart Lancaster's take on it. Because he was just honest. He said, yeah. The conversations are going on. He can't say yes, we've signed him unless it's been announced, obviously. But if he says no comment, you're like, oh, come on, mate, give us something. So he went, yeah, I'd love to have him throughout the club. There are conversations and I think we'll see him there. And he's the difference, yeah. I think, for us. And you look at the tens they've had before, Dan Carter, Finn Russell, Johnny Sexton, big names, and they haven't managed to quite do it. With someone like Owen Farrell, does he shift the dial for them with his attitude? Sia Khaleesi said, we had it on camera and audio, desperate to have him there desperate to have a player like Owen there because he knows what it takes to win so maybe not at the minute though well we can get on to Saracen you're saying about knows how to win team in transition but if I'm a betting man I think we're seeing Owen Farrell in Paris next bonjour everyone je m'appelle Owen (laughs) yeah je suis not fatigué Well, let's move on because there was another great game down at Exeter, Exeter Glasgow, and it was quite controversial finish. Were the Warriors robbed, Goody? No, not at all. I can see all the arguments and ultimately, and you can pick out at any breakdown, probably three or four penalties where you can argue for each team and go, he's done this, therefore he's done this, therefore it should be a penalty. But the bottom line is, and some people are like, well, the Exeter flanker was off as well. He wasn't bound on. The problem is... And you start off with what went on between the scrum halves and Horny, Horny, Horny and Stu Townsend. Then was the eight bound. So Horny's pulled Stu Townsend out of the way, which is a penalty. You can't manhandle the nine out of the way. You could argue Stu Townsend was blocking in an offside position because you're not supposed to do it in front of the ball. But the ref was happy with the nine. Yeah, yeah. but, but that, that happens. That's, that's a bit of a grey area. But the one for me is because Ross Vincent's picked it up, and then done a Jim Hamilton special when he's tried to kick it and absolutely missed it and just gone down his shoe. I only did that once for the Barbars. The issue is Ferry isn't bound 
And because he's not bound, he has then and he stood up. He's got. His, he's just touching the scrum with his hand. Mate, the props are pumping the floor as well. Like yeah. uh, everyone's lying on the front, some on the back. He has profited from not being bound. Had he been bound properly, he might not have got that and he scored the winner. So it's a really difficult one for the referee. It'd be interesting had it been the other way around. Like it's a home decision or it's a decision that's gone for the home team. And had it been the other way around, would it have been the same decision? I hope so. But I, I think it's fair. Someone's like, oh, well, the extra six was off as well. I'm like, it doesn't matter. He hasn't profited from being offside effectively. So you are splitting hairs around loaded decisions. But the fact is, Ferry scores the try. He wasn't bound on the scrum. Therefore, that's the obvious penalty. Had someone else scored it, then maybe they wouldn't have looked at Ferry. This is the issue with the game, a little bit because of these grey areas and it's not clear. Mm. For me, give it to Glasgow and let us walk into the wilderness of Scottish success. Mm, we need it. Him. But that's what I mean, the grey area is what's caused. Uh, Rob Baxter said he saw about three or four penalties before that as well. <laughs> of course in, he in did. The scrum, so. hey, how well is Rob doing? Yeah, amazing. With, with the squad they've got, I'm looking at the squad... There's a lad called Zach Wimbush. What a name. His dad loves the podcast. He's called his son after us. <laughs> Wimbush scores the effectively the winner or the try that levels it up and then Henry Slade gets his big spuds out and kicks an unbelievable conversion in that wind at Exeter from the wrong side. But some of these kids, I think they're doing GCSEs and A-levels this week. That was his Champions Cup debut. Now, you look at some teams and people are complaining that Stade Francais sent the kids to Leinster. You know, Rob Baxter is getting a hell of a lot out of these young kids with not much premiership experience, they've qualified. They've beaten Toulon away. They've beaten Glasgow at home. They beat Munster at home as well. And they've qualified already. He's doing phenomenally well. Love the look of that Ethan Roots yeah. as well. England, England maybe. Yeah, from New Zealand. And he's good at jiu-jitsu. So <laughs> that's why he's so good. Hey, transfers you Scottish. Left, potentially. <laughs> Who knows? Might have owned a Scotty dog, but he's a good player, Ethan yep. Roots. So they're signing of high-profile players. And we'll talk about Saracens, a team that are in transition as well. You look at a team that's in transition under Rob Baxter, having history of done it before. The big question then comes for Saracens. And you heard Mark McCall talk about a team in transition and Phil Morrow, who's part of the coaching team as well. Big shout out, Phil. I know you listen to the podcast. The team that they've had and the team that they've built, and don't mention salary cap, Andrew, it's kind of been there and it's been brewing and it's you've had a team in its prime. Now this team in transition, it'll be interesting to see how they put together a team because Rob Baxter, if that's your barometer, is the best in the business. Done it before, won the Champions Cup, won the Prem. Can Saracens do it? Do you know when it started going wrong for Saracens? When I left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> well, mentioning Saris there, Jim, let's dive into that because what went wrong for them in Bordeaux? Posing. Well, I haven't watched all of the game. So I can only go based on the scoreline. So you, when I first saw the scoreline... Was it too painful? Do you have to switch it off? No, no, I, when I flicked it on, the travelling life on the road, I flicked it up and I saw 55... 15. 15. I thought that was to Saracens. Like, my first mile... What? I know. <laughs> just Away at Bordeaux. I know. But I just saw that and thought, Saracens are 50 points, good win. Yeah. Left it. Then I was lying in bed watching a bit of Johnny Cash. I thought, well, I'm going to have to have a look on some of the games that I haven't seen. Saracens easy win. I was like, hang on. 55-15, they lost against Bordeaux. Biggest ever defeat in the Investec Champions Cup. Who we didn't even mention as potential champions of the Champions Cup, mm. right? And then I looked at the highlights, I looked at some of the stats. Tell Bordeaux's backline that, though. Unreal. Well. But Saracens were awful. They got done every which way possible. Yeah. They got done up the guts. They got done outside. They got done in the mall. Yeah. Faz wasn't great. He got kicked charged down and... Intercept mm. as well. Hey, I, I thought of you actually. Well, I was Mr. watching Gilmore. it Sunday night. Faz is at ten. Chucks the ball. He's trying to chuck it out the back. Where does it come off? Someone's head. Marrow's head. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> Marrow's head. I thought Jim has taught him everything he knows. Yeah, off his head. Not a knock on though. But that's a worry for Saracens when you look at the last few weeks. Not played well. Lost a load of games. Lost to Leicester. But they've lost a load of games. So normally you see with Saracens, you see like if they lose, mm. there's a reaction. The next week, so you lose against Leicester, you're going all in, you look at the team, they've gone all in, best team they can possibly put out against Bordeaux. They've got loads of injuries. Thank you, Andrew. Mm. Thank okay. you. Well, they've got Riccioni's injured. Yeah. Jamie George is injured. So the front row is a big issue for them. Yeah. So let's start Mako's with that. We spoke about that. Mako's banned, but you've also got Marotoji, you've got Billy, you've got Ben Earl, you've got even Van Zeel, who's won stuff with them. You've got Owen Farrell, Nick Tompkins, you've got Elliot Daly, you've got Alex Good, who's 52. What are you saying? There's 
bigger problems than we know about. No, I am saying that that team shouldn't be getting 55 no, points right. putting them in the Champions Cup. And I suppose that is a little bit of the worry. And Mark has given them maybe a bit of a safety net by saying they're a team in transition. And one thing I will say, the news around Owen Farrell leaving Big is, 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 is massive. Yeah. At, regardless of what you say, Owen is Saracens. He coaches the team. He's the captain. He's the biggest voice. Take everything else out. Like they've lost big names, Will Skelton, Jim Hamilton, George Cruz <laughs> in the past. Yeah. You know, there's talk of Billy potentially leaving, Mako leaving, the South African lads are leaving. You're losing Owen Farrell. Like he's the man. Like that's it. There is no player that has been more influential or who is more influential to that club. House of cards, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's a house of cards, but like Mark said, they're a team in transition and that's an embarrassing result for them. Like you can't get away from that. Not the scoreline, but on the snapshot of the highlights and the stuff that I looked at, they got done any which way. So take out the fact that you haven't got a huge experience in the front row. Like, if, that, if, if that's your excuse. Yeah, you're yeah, right. You're still, well, Maratoji, one of the highest paid players in the world. Yeah. You know, you've got Nick Tompkins, international, Elliot Daly, I've gone through it. You've got Owen Farrell, he's still there. He didn't play well for us, to be fair. No, he, well, I mean, he looks on. like there's a lot going on. Big decision to it's make. Massive, it's massive for him. You know, it's not a lack of heart. It was like the skill level was down. They got out muscled. They got out fought. They got mm. line they, out didn't function. Yeah, scrum got hosed. Yeah, they're getting but, skinned on the outside, offload on the inside, intercept, charge. Everything that could have went wrong yeah. went wrong. But in reality, talking about how good, how have we not mentioned them? Bordeaux are. How are we not mentioned? Well, look them? at their back line. Maxime Luca at nine, who will play nine for France. Mm. Jalibert was off the charts good. Didn't know if he was that good, Andrew. He's I ridiculous. believe it now. Moafana at 12, yeah, again. he's wicked. Where was he at before? Was he at Toulouse? He was at Toulouse. He yeah. was, yeah. 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 Penno on one wing. Unreal. Moneyball. Bielbiere on the other wing. Unreal. He was the superstar of French rugby. Yeah. Now. So you've got the two best wingers in France. Boros at fullback. But they're certainly in with a shout of being one of the top teams. Ironic that just before the Six Nations, the three fucking French teams have turned up, haven't they? Mm. Toulouse handed Ulster an absolute wallop him. Bordeaux smashed Saracens and uh, La Rochelle were back to their best against Leicester. So, ominous. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Well, mentioning Fez having a bad week on the pitch, his dad had a pretty good week announced as the Lions head coach. Right appointment? Was 100%. Anyone else who could have done it? Yeah. Worst kept secret ever that he was the obvious man. I, mean, I didn't I didn't know they were doing a big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> See someone posted a picture out the window from In the London. office. Yeah. <laughs> Just down the road from me, actually. Oh, I'm like, Faz, Faz. He's like, fuck off. You met your gym, mates with Jim. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Obvious choice, wasn't it? Yeah, history of 2013, 2017. How he's coached Ireland. No better man for the job, really, I don't think. Mm. It'd be interesting to see his coaches underneath him. You know, obviously, Greg has done a few. I don't think he'll carry on. I mean, I'd get Rog on the tour. 
So you can get Roger out of La Rochelle for a Lions tour. Well, there'll be no furs for England, obviously, the Six Nations. Marcus Smith, hopefully, in that 10 shirt. But what a job he did for Quinn's 150th appearance. Cardiff, not looking great out there. First of all, that start, when I saw it, Marcus Smith leading the team out for his 150th Harlequins game. Blown by. How old is he? 24? Blown by. I played 200 games for Leicester and it took me 10 years in two stints. He's 24. Is he 24? He's been there about four seasons. No, he hasn't been there four seasons. But do you know what I mean? That's a frightening stat and that's how important he's been. And then it made me think, he's never really been injured either, has he? You know, some players have big injuries and mm. come back and you know, we've seen... Like untouchable. 24 and 150, 150, that's a lot. Like it's brilliant for him and the club. Uh, obviously, they've backed him. And let's not forget who he took over from. Do you remember who he took over from at 10? Yeah. Who? Nick Evans. Yeah. Who was an absolute club legend. So mm. not only that, he's coming at 18 years of age, probably when he made his debut, and you're taking over from one of the greatest ever Premiership fly halves, which Nick Evans was. And he's brilliant. You look at his game, he's making tackles as well, he's making breaks, he's got his step, his hair's on point, he's got his mate Argentinian green tea drink before the game as well. Doesn't want to do media though. He won't come on the pod, will he, Rob? No, he's not interested. But yeah, listen, he was fantastic. He didn't get man of the match this week. Danny Kerr got it. I think they were fed up of giving it to Marcus Smith. But He's going to be good with Danny Kerr, isn't he, that he's in the Six Nations squad. He was due to get his biscuit sorted during that time. <laughs> he had a shop window. He'd earmarked a holiday and Yeah, his missus is fuming, but he's going to get paid. <laughs> Danny Kerr was outstanding. But yeah, but Marcus Smith, they just dominated the game line. They've got so many options. And you look at some of the players. Oscar Beard was class as well at 13. They just, they were so good. I know Cardiff are absolutely dogs at the get moment. Get him in the prem, mate. Yeah, what are you tweeting about that? It's blown up. Have I know, you seen it? Yeah. Someone's like, you're copying the narrative. No, I've Sam just Orbiton even went, yeah. Yeah, it would, yeah. And it's more, the Welsh need the help. Yes, English clubs are posting losses, but imagine if Cardiff are coming and you've got to bring the scats and the, dra- the dregs with you as well. No, you don't. <laughs> Mate, you don't. The dregs, they don't need them. The scats and the dregs are coming. I think it fits, but that's a story for another day. La Rochelle looked back to their powerful best against Leicester. How much of a difference has the return of Greg Aldrin made? Massive. He had a sabbatical post World Cup. It's not, not only, know that. Yeah, he, he negotiated it, and Ron Agara said, "You do what you want, son." Do you know where he went? Do we know what he did? Don't know. Don't know what. I haven't looked at his social media, but he needs some time. Like the way he plays and the amount he carries, and what they've done. The not only for La Rochelle, but the French team and how he's played pretty much every game for him over the last few years. He deserves it, and you get more by giving players time off, and then when they come back. But you go back to it, there was a bit of pressure on La Rochelle because they played two, lost two. Shouldn't have lost to the Stormers away. Obviously got beaten by Leinster in round one over there. But I looked at the team and I tweeted about it. 13 of the biggest monsters you've ever seen in each position. So you go across the back line and Kerr Barlow's a big lad for a nine. When you're looking at other nines, he's a big lad. Hastoy at 10, okay, 10s aren't that big. But when you go Dante and Suteni in the centres... I don't, I don't know whether there's a bigger centre partnership out there. I don't think there is. Suteni's massive. Dante's a beast as well. On the wings, you've got Teddy Thomas and Dylan Lades, both big dudes. And then you've got little Bruce Doolan at fullback. But it's not necessarily about the back line. It's more about big Willie, little Willie coming at you. Audrey was off the charts good. Weenie Antonio is huge. Yeah, Bugarit for me is one of the best hookers yeah, in the world. Has he? Yeah, dislocated his shoulder, I think. He's good, mate. Yeah. As Red, well. Red Award, he's massive at Loosehead as well. And then you've got your favourite player in Levani Botti yeah. as well. They are. That was them. Sensational. You look, you look at Boudin as well at six. And even Delan at second row as well. He's a fucking big boy as well. Mm. They Like, Ryan O'Gara's gone, just get me the biggest lads ever. And it works. The back to back champions. And I said it last week, didn't I? And Jim went, nah, not really seeing it. Do you remember? Mm do you see it now? Well, of course I see it now. It's hard when you see <laughs> Big Willie, Little Willie coming around the corner there. Yeah. I mean, you stopping that? Am uh, I? Yeah. <laughs> In your prime. What do you think? No. <laughs> He's that big that my foot with my boot on can fit into his boot. And I'm a big man. Yeah. As you know. So, yeah, yeah I mean, La Rochelle. He should have got yellow carded in the first half though. Well, Slap the ball out. Well, we've not hands. heard from TMO Andrew. Well, I know. I've messaged Bracey. Bracey was refereeing. Did he message back? Yep. 
Okay, don't yeah. tell us what he said. No, well, he, he said, well, I'll have a look at it. But, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a look, I'll but then have he binned him in the second half. Listen, Larachel were way too good. 14 clean breaks, the power game. One of those things, right? Jasper Visa has been massive in the Prem, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Carrying big, monsters people. And I go back to the game where Leicester dominated Newcastle. And Alex Codling afterwards came out and said, oh, you know, I can't compete with that power. Jasper Visa comes off the bench and he's a big lad. And he looks small compared mm. to some of those La Rochelle boys. That's that's not anything against Jasper Visa or anything. They were monsters. And that's the thing with this Invest Next Champions Cup, which the conversation you need to have about how sustain I'm talking about sustainability across the bloody Lions, the Barbars, and now the the Champions Cup. But really, on any given day, if you were to put that La Rochelle team or that Toulouse team in front of most, there'd be a few anomalies, the likes of Leinster, Bordeaux now, who've shown what they can do. But these teams, sorry to say it, without salary caps or with significantly more money to spend, mm. it almost becomes dangerous. Like you're, we're laughing about. Can big, you imagine Larochelle playing against Newcastle? Fully loaded Larochelle playing. It against... becomes dangerous, as in that yeah. game. Some of the carries, like Suteni running over Shilcott, yeah. as well as Big Willie, Little Willie, it might have even been Andre Pollard he ran over. Yeah. It becomes like dangerous, like, as in that size of man running at another man and you have to consider it it's like 50 odd points here 50 odd points there you look at Toulouse versus Ulster that's not dangerous because Ulster were fully loaded as well and can deal with the collisions but you go into the next round where you're out of the competition and say La Rochelle need to win and get a bonus point and you're putting They've out got a straight shootout this weekend a load of youngsters well there we go that's where when it is it takes beneficial. all up in Manchester mm. so that's going to be a banger but that is the question mark as we go through the years and we go through the gears is like how sustainable is a competition where you've got one spend and maybe that is the beauty of it and the romance around it. You've got one team spending 15 million, 18 million Who's spending that? euros. Some of the top 14 teams. Is there a That's, cap in? Is there a cap? There is now. What, 14, 15? But it's it, that number, and it's always been a bugbear of mine. When people go, oh, 16, 18 million compared to 5 million in the Prem, mm. it's not because it's the whole club when they're talking about that 18 million. It's okay. like Jill in the office, Jean-Claude, who's the cook, and all, okay. it's everything there. So okay, it's, so well, let's just double it then. Let's yeah, just, say it's, it's probably, let's just yeah. say it's 10. But you look at that La Rochelle team, mate, Yeah. and we could start name-dropping value and money if they were to go to Japan. And then you look at... But is that not great management from Ogara and people involved at La Rochelle to put that team together? Well, if you've got an open checkbook, yeah, it is great management just to do that. The, the, well, the best management is someone like, and I'm, this isn't me belittling Ronan O'Gara, but it's a Rob Baxter, where you've got a team makeup there where you only know three players. If you were to open the team, oh, yeah, you'd be like, oh, I know him. Yeah. And your budget is three or four. Like same, the as Man, same as Man City in the Premier League. But that's what I mean. There's sport though, isn't it? That a boy. Mm. Yeah, that's sport. Mm. You need to invest. Well, unless you can't. Scrap the salary cap. <laughs> said it again. I just, my, I'm just looking at La Rochelle. Look at that team. Look at Leicester's team. Look at the two back rows. Got a few injuries, up. though. They've got a few injuries. Sale will fancy themselves. Who goes through in that game? Sale, La Rochelle? Like you can't look past La Rochelle with the way they played. Double I mean, the salary cap. Yeah, yeah. Sale <laughs> uh, will have a dig. I think Weenie Antonio went off injured. Bulgari went off injured as well. Uh, they picked up a few bumps. So. And where is it in Manchester? It's in Manny. Don't travel well. But they'll champions, travel. they'll, they'll travel. travel. They're keen. Saints were impressive against Bayern. Do you think they could go the whole way this year or not? Bayern under 16s. Bayern had the same team that drew against Munster, all yeah. very similar. It was embarrassing. Northampton were bloody good. Mate. I know yeah. you can only beat what's in front of you, but they were so accurate. But it was, yeah, you're right. Actually, Bayern, have a word with yourselves. Nick Abendon on thing along, long, long, long coaching. Didn't realise he was at mm. Bayern. He's not doing very well, I see. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard one to call when you watch that. It's almost, yeah. I watched it. Is it not the same I, as Sarri, though? Yeah, but not to... Getting humperdinked. Yeah, but taking 50 and 70, very different. What's the difference between 61 and 55? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but for, um, forgetting that game, can Saints go a lot further this year? Can they go the whole way? Do they have what it takes? I don't know. They've definitely got the style of play and they're flying in the Premiership and it comes back to the point that I just made when you're up against a Toulouse. Look how well Ulster have been. They beat Leinster a couple of weeks ago and then they get absolutely slippered against Toulouse. You just don't know until you put into that baptism of fire. And if you go based on Bayonne, then you're like, well, yeah. But until they come up against, sorry, Bayonne, a proper team who were mad for it, they've got the style of play, that's for sure. They've got the defence. We had Lee Radford on the podcast. Absolute hero. 
Well, to round up the Champions Cup action, let's hear your four teams who are going to make it through this weekend. So, pool one, Bordeaux and Leon already qualified. Bulls were good, beat the Bristol Bearbacks. Yeah, didn't mention Bulls last week or Leon, mm. to be fair. Without their Springboks either. I Leon, think... Leon, nah. They're near the bottom Long of the term, top 14. Leon, I reckon. See, what's mental is they're near the bottom of the top 14, Leon are. Yet they're played three, one, two, already qualified. They're playing Saris this week. Well, it's a straight shootout between Bristol and Saris for the fourth spot. Bulls are through pretty much. Bordeaux, Leon are also through. So Bristol go to Connacht and Saris play Leon at home on the Saturday night. So I expect Saris to go through there. I hope Saris. Don't know. How scarred they are. Uh, they're at home. You'll get a response. Leon already qualified. They'll probably send a lesser team. Play them last year as well. Yeah. Smoke them. Mm. Yeah. We'll say Saracens. So Saris have from Paul one. Paul two, Jim. See, Ulster have got Quinns away. Rassin have got Cardiff at home. Ulster already on five points. Rassin on three. We were chatting about them earlier that they could qualify still. This is the thing. So Quinns are playing Ulster at home. Quinns could still get a home last 16. Which is important. Yeah. So they're going to go gung-ho because Bath are away at Toulouse. Yeah. So Bath are going to get beat by Toulouse away, maybe. Who are you going for? I've gone for Toulouse, Arlequins, Bath and Racing. Okay. I've gone the same. It's pull three. Saints through. Chief, Chief, Chiefs through. You've got Munster, Glasgow, Bayonne around. Our Munster are still in it with 20 injuries. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I do. What know. a win that was. Great win against yeah. Toulon. They were very good. Glasgow deserve it. Come on, Glasgow. Saints, Exeter, Munster and Glasgow. Yeah, I'm going to go Glasgow. There you go. Sorry, Wigsville. And then pull four. Tough one, this one. Well, who are the Stormers playing? Because someone needs to give them a bit of ice poison. And you see, Alex Anderson said they all have the shirts. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all ill. And he's putting it down to the, the ice. In the drinks. Uh, yeah, he said yeah, they yeah. were shitting like you've never seen really? in your life. There yeah. we go. So the Stormers go away to Stade Francais. Leicester play Leinster at home. Straight shootout between La Rochelle and Sale. Oh, still Sale. mental that you've got to travel from Cape Town to Paris to play again. Anyway, sorry. I'm being negative. Leicester, Leinster. I'm there. You're there. Leicester are Stormers and Leinster, I think. I think Leicester there. beat Leinster. Really? Yeah, I do. Good on you, Jim. You're welcome. And La Rochelle, because back-to-back champions. So you're going Leinster, Stormers, Leicester and La Rochelle. Mm. I agree. All right, there we go. Well, before we finish off, let's revisit the good, bad and the ugly. Yeah, let's do that. We're going to start off with Toulouse. Absolutely, ridiculously good. Uh, Ulster, especially Anton Dupont. He was a cheat code. So they get mentioned the good. Bordeaux, we talked about them. Spanking Saracens, 55-15. Matthew Jalibanta, or Mathieu Jalibanta, was off the charts good as well. Bath get a shout in the good this week. Big bonus point win against Racing. 15 points from a possible 15 in their pool. Finn's tackling. Big Finn Russell. Best 10, you didn't tell me. Best tackling 10. Uh, right now around the game? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, who else is there? Exactly. Andre, nah. I'm just going internationally. It's got to be another banger, isn't there? Oh. I can't think of one. There you go. There you go. So I'm right. Yeah. Anyway, Finn Russell's tackling gets a big shout out in the good. La Rochelle get a shout out in the good as well. Back to their champion best overpowering the Tigers. Let's go to the uh, Challenge Cup, James. Oh, okay. What you got? Gloucester. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Commentator. Who are you supporting? It's mixed. You have to pick a team. Mixed. You live in Edinburgh. You played for Hashtag Always. You talk about Hashtag Always. You're Scottish. You play for Gloucester as well. I'm supporting Gloucester. Edinburgh okay. through. So it's there you go. Anyway, good win for good win Gloucester at hashtag always Edinburgh. Yeah, one point in it. Very good at Hive. What's it called? Hive? No, it is called the Hive. Yes, not the, the Hive. Dam. It used to be called the Dam Health, but it's stadium. not called the Hive. I don't. It's I, called I, Hive. I don't name the stadiums. It's just bloody Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, shout out to Gloucester for that away win. Benetton get a shout out in the good as well. Absolutely spanking Newcastle. What else? Henry Slade. And extra chief, 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 chiefs get a shout out in the goo this week. The kick, are you going to say? Another clutch kick from so Slady. I mean, do you remember what they called him at the testimonial that we did about his piece? Small piece. Dog chew dick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, he's got massive spuds because he keeps nailing these clutch kicks. So shout out to Slady. What would, you, would you rather have the career that he's having or a bigger piece? 
Well, he's happily married. You with... don't, well, you don't know if he's happily married. <laughs> <laughs> <That's not laughs> anyway, Slady looks a million dollars, but apparently he's got a dog chew dick, so that's what the boys said. Lad. That's what Jack Knoll said anyway. Jack Knoll said that, not me. Yeah. What else is good? The Bulls get a mention in the good this week without their spring box, but they dispatched Bristol pretty comfortably. But the good this week goes to one team, one place, one province, and it's the mighty red of Munster. An amazing bonus point win down at Toulon. They've got 20 injuries. Simon Zebo. What about his try? We all chip off. Mm. It was good. He's a shout, you know, yeah. for the Ireland squad. Yeah. Shout out to Nash as well on the wing. Calvin Nash. Calvin. Yeah, so Munster, they get the good this week for under pressure. They drew it home to Bayonne early in the group. They lost away at Exeter. They've gone down to Toulon, got a bonus point win. I spoke to a mate last week who was a Munster fan. I'm like, I reckon you've got it in you this week. He's like, no, nah, not at Toulon. Don't sit. There's always a big performance in Munster at some point, and that was at the weekend. So Munster, get the good this week. The bad, few bits of bad. We are going to start off with Leolan Zass. You know who that is, Jim? Yeah, plays for the Stormers. There you go. Gifting a try to Sam Bedder. What the hell was he doing? Mm. That was ridiculous. Cardiff, get mentioned the bad this week, taking 54 points at home. Uh, sticking with the 50-odd pointers. Newcastle, get another mention the bad this week. They took 57 at home to Benetton, and it was minus six. So you Do you know what the attendance well. was? was it? Could you count them? Uh, it's 4,326. That's all right. Yeah, That's bad. all right. I saw one bloke, right? It was fucking freezing. I saw one bloke in a long sleeve T-shirt and Scaffolder. a pair of shorts. <laughs> like, hard as you like. Sold the, sold the uh, yeah. Rob's, Rob's dad. Who else gets a shout in the bad? Bayon taking 61 points at Northampton Saints. Uh, but the bad this week, James, goes to... You can say it, you've not said it for a while. Saracens taking 55 points and their biggest ever Champions Cup loss at Bordeaux. So, not good for them. Ugly, two bits of ugly. Alfie Barbary's hit. Red card every day of the week. The first one. First one, yeah. Yeah. Can you get two bands? Andrew, you're asking the wrong forearm man. Forearm to the threat. It's a yellow card, the forearm, but it should have been a red for the tackle in the first half. That gets mentioned in the ugly, but the ugly this week goes to Api Ratuni Yarawa, who has been banged up for his misdemeanours. Jesus Christ. On Barbarian's duty, so not a good look at all. Thanks for that, Goody. And we're going to finish off with a couple of shout-outs. Yes, we are. A massive shout-out to Kersley Under-15s. Hailing from the mighty Coventry. My former club. Yes. Yeah, I played the game for them I when my I was dad, a kid. I think my dad played for Kersley. I can tell you what, they loved no, the scrap. They he loved didn't. the bloody scrap, I tell you though. Yeah. Who, after only having five players three years ago, are now thriving and even won their first game last week. Big shout out to all the parents and kids there for sticking with it and enjoying their rugby unions. There we go. This one, unfortunately, lads, is a very sad one. So I spoke at Ross High. Last year, you remember me talking about Salt of the Earth Club yep. in the outskirts of Edinburgh. I was sat next to the captain, Aidan, who unfortunately died over the Christmas New Year period. Oh, no. So he had a heart attack, which was awful news. Young son, young family. And I know that everyone at Ross High is really struggling. The fixtures are still ongoing now, so they're trying to move some of them to try and have some time to grieve. So everyone at Ross High, I'm thinking about you and, of course, Aidan's family. And Jim, finally, you're going to be in Cardiff on the 30th of Jan. And you are. I will be there as well of to course. preview the Guinness Six Nations with Welsh legends Scott Quinnell and Alex Cuthbert. Also attended, gets a free pint of beer. So thanks to Guinness for that. There we go. Thank and you, Guinness. They can get their tickets on Eventbrite now. That's where they go. Eventbrite is where the tickets are. We're not going to promo yours yet. I know you've sold out no. your yeah. live show, haven't you? Sold about 20 tickets. Yeah. That's fine. 20, 20, <laughs> intimate. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're saying. But it's, yeah. small, hey, it's more small. than Andy Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to be in, it's in Cardiff, right? O'Neill's. O'Neill's. Yep. And with a great Scott Quinnell, who could sell you a pencil. I will run through a wall for that man. Have you seen the dragon? Have you seen the fucking dragon? And friend of the show, Alex Cuthbert as well. So looking forward to that. Good night. Get your tickets on Eventbrite now. Well, guys, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks, Goody. Thanks, Jim. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you next week. And until then, don't forget to check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed on Spotify. Nice, Freddie. Rugby spot. Spot a pod, 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 pod. Uh-huh.